0: Four survivors of the ghost murders leave Woodsboro behind for a fresh new start in New York City. However, they soon find themselves in a fight for their lives when a new killer embarks on a bloody rampage. Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, I cannot tell you how excited I am for Scream 6, starring Courtney Cox, Hayden Pianetier, and Jenna Ortega. All are back on our screams for a new ghost-faced Murder. I cannot wait for this. Thank you to Paramount and Wes Craven for creating this amazing franchise, one of my favorites. So go see Scream 6 only in theaters March 10th. That's Scream 6 only in theaters March 10th. I better see you at the movies. Are you looking for a gift for a special someone or something for yourself to help with self-care? Well, visit RadiantLightCandleCo.com. Homemade candles perfectly scented to provide you an escape from reality. Each one of their scents is made to provoke a thought, feeling, or vibe to help your inner light shine through. So visit RadiantLightCandleCode.com. That's radiantlightcandlec com today for all your candle and soap needs.
1: You love chocolate. Mmm, chocolate. You love M&M's. Oh, yes. But your tastes have grown up, and you're just not wild about super sweet milk chocolate, so you've been avoiding M&M's. Yeah. Well, fear no more. Huh? M&M's Dark Chocolate to the Rescue. My heroes. M&M's Dark Chocolate Candies. Available wherever fine candies are sold.
0: A good story is a powerful thing. It can change laws, lives, even history. But before any story can do all of that, it needs to actually get published. From Justine Harmon and Audio Chuck, this is Killed, the podcast that brings dead stories back to life. In the cutthroat world of journalism, stories don't just get cancelled, they get killed. Binge the first season now and get the full story. Come party with us at OZ, New Orleans' number one gay dance club, located on Bourbon Street in the heart of the French Quarter. A cool late-night gay dance club with DJs, drag queens, go-go dancers, and a balcony for people watching. OZ is New Orleans' premier gay dance club with new shows every night of the week. So come visit us at 800 Bourbon Street today. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to Indie Solo, a Blood Rain podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Gray, and today I get to interview one of my favorite subjects, one of the best people that I met when I ran Manhattan, DJ Paul Leisure.
1: Hello, DJ Paul Leisure, how are you? I'm great, I'm fantastic. Uh, Um, Life is wonderful. (laughs) Paul Leisure, do you remember when I ran Manhattan? I do remember you were running around town, boxing people around. <laughs> uh, 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 having the
0: time of my life. Yeah. Um, Paul Leisure, we're not here to talk about me, although I would love to. We're here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know you would.
0: <laughs> we're here to talk about you. Um. So I just want to tell people, I met Paul my first week in Manhattan, I just moved to the Upper East Side because I wanted my Carrie Bradshaw fantasy, but I still want—I still wanted to do gay things. Uh-huh. So, do you remember I met you at Evolve? Uh huh. Evolve, yes. you were the DJ, and I was an obnoxious customer. I was going to say a very loud customer. <laughs> and I decided that I wanted to know everybody. So I think I think I ran up because I know you didn't walk up to me. You were working. I, I came up to you. Yeah, you were DJing and I came up to you and I was like, um, excuse me, who are you? What are you doing? How is it going? Maybe not quite like that. Maybe more. I have
1: songs for you to play. I, it was a little more slurred, I think.
0: <laughs> I had songs for you to play, and yeah, ju- kind of
1: like that. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and you were the nicest person. You smiled at me, and you were just like, "Yes, customer person. I don't really do requests, but I'll do this." <laughs> and I went to that club every week and I whittled Paul Leisure down into becoming my friend. He did not know it from that first day. He probably thought that you probably thought you would never see me again. But every week I went to that club and every week I I, I said, this bitch is gonna be my friend. He's gonna be my first New York City friend. And now
1: look at us, here we are. You're still in New York. I mean, 40 years later, here we are. (laughs) That's right, that's right. Paul
0: Leisure, I am so thankful for you in my life. You're such an amazing person. Thank you, I mean, I try. (laughs) All right, let's start this by finding out how you got to be so amazing. Where did you grow up for our people?
1: Uh, I'm from South Carolina, I'm from Charleston. Like a little teeny tiny town, right? Out called Macedonia. It's right outside of Charleston, like thirty minutes. Okay. Um, in the country, <laughs> it was a good childhood, um, but I was bored out of my mind. So, I always wanted to move to the city. So that's what I did. So you you took your life from Macedonia, and you moved you moved to Charleston after. Well, after high school, I really couldn't afford college. So after high school, I went into the Air Force and they moved to New York. Right. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Yay! Veteran. (laughs) Well, you're very welcome. (laughs) But to be honest, I... Now,
0: this was back in the 1850s. So don't ask, don't tell was a thing. Was that hard for you?
1: Sorry, I had to turn the speaker off. (laughs) I was talking.
0: (laughs) Say that again. I'm fine. fine. Okay. i was saying... I said, you went into the Air Force in like 1855 and
1: <laughs> and Don't Ask, Don't Tell was a thing. I mean, if you switch those numbers around, you're pretty close. Um, <laughs> 1995. Yeah. After high school, uh, it was Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Yeah, it was the Clinton years. And um, I do know a couple of people who got kicked out because they just said they didn't want to do it anymore. So they just said, hey, I'm gay. And they were like, OK, here's your papers. So, you didn't get kicked out? Well, I was terrified. Like, I didn't want to come. I was terrified to come out of the closet. I didn't want to get kicked out. I kind did of Did they like, meet you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was pretty good at hiding it back then. I was my butch even though I did have a girlfriend for a minute, like a hot minute, and she didn't out. What? <laughs> she asked me one time if I was gay, and I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> but then you were like, you bitch shut up shut up and put on mariah i remember we saw Romeo and michelle in the theater this is when we were dating how <laughs> long ago you and, um... are just aging yourself <laughs> <laughs> but i kept quoting lines from Romeo and michelle and i think that's how she figured it out <laughs> well that's
0: i mean that's amazing were you were you scared
1: scared of what
0: coming out of of the whole thing, of the don't ask, don't tell, of knowing you were gay, knowing you were gay in the Air Force, in the military. Were you, while everyone else was praising President Clinton, were you sitting there saying, motherfucker,
1: fuck you, I hate you so much? No, you know, at the time, um, it just felt normal. It felt like progression, even though now we look back at it and see it as, I guess, oppression but at the time it didn't quite feel like that. It felt like we were taking a step in the right direction. Um, Really? At the time, you know, because before it was like, if they even thought you were gay, they could kick you out and embarrass you. But now it's like, they can't ask you, you know? So it was like, wow, progress. Well, they could ask you, you just couldn't tell. Don't ask, don't tell. Because I remember
0: (laughs) I took my ASVAB. What's that? That's for the army. Oh, okay. Uh So they came to my school, and I took the ASVAB, and I scored real high. And they kept calling my house. And they were like, yo, you need to come join the army. And my mom was like, you should at least go meet with these people. So I put on my combat boots and my camouflage pants. And I put on a crop top because I wanted them to see my abs because I had abs at the time. And it was a mesh crop top and my hat, my pink camouflage hat. And I had fingerless gloves because I thought that was my army outfit. And I went in, and they were just like, "No, no, 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 Don't ask, don't tell." And I was like, "What do you mean? What?"
1: And <laughs> two snaps up. <laughs> They were like, sir, you're too loud. You cannot just outfit.
0: (laughs) So did you know other gay people that were in the Air Force? Like, did you guys have like a
1: club after you broke up with your girlfriend? No, you know, everybody asked me that if I fooled around with guys. But no, I was so closeted. I was so afraid of that. Like I said, I had a girlfriend for a hot minute. And that was like a way for me to hide it, you know? (laughs) Really? I was, That's... I think I was more, I wasn't afraid of getting kicked out. I was afraid of losing my friendships because the other guys I was friends with were not cool with gay people, you know? Or at least so I thought, you know? Are they, are you still, do you still
0: talk to any of them now?
1: No, every now and then, like on Facebook, you know, you'll get a random comment or something. But I didn't really talk to them, no. <laughs>
0: Well, who needs them? Who needs those Air Force jerks?
1: What seemed to be so important at the time is now, like, I can't remember their name, you know? (laughs) I don't mean that in a mean way. I just mean like, you know, that's how uh, our problems are so small, you know? Yeah. Now, how long were you in the Air Force? Four years. And then you went
0: from the Air Force to New York City? How did that happen?
1: So, because they moved me to New Jersey and I mean, I wanted to live in New York City my whole life since I was like 10 years old. Um, you know, when I saw the Madonna video, Get Into the Groove, from it scenes from Desperately Seeking Susan and that moment where she's like drying her armpits on the, the hairdryer, the hand dryer. Yeah. I'm like that. I want to be that girl. I want to be in the club. With those queer people like if you watch the video it's like all kind of queer people
0: they did not ask and you did not tell them about madonna because they would have kicked you
1: out real quick <laughs> that well that i saw that video as a kid and i was like i want to be that girl i want to live in new york city since i was like maybe 10 years old and so when i went into the air force they moved me to new jersey and we visited the city a couple of times you know just walking around and i was like it is more amazing than I imagined. So when I got out of the Air Force, I just moved to the city.
0: Does the Air Force have some does the Air Force have something like Fleet Week? Like Fleet Week in New York, if you have not experienced the Navy Fleet Week in New York City, you are missing out on everything. It's amazing. Um, does the Air Force have anything? Like, did you guys walk around in your Air Force, like your Top Gun
1: outfits? No, no. We wore just our regular clothes and stuff. We would go to like, me and my friends, we would go to like Chinatown and buy those like bootleg, um, CDs. Like the mixtapes. Because this is like before Napster, before the internet. I'm talking late 90s. Y'all, y'all, she is talking...
0: The 1780s, she is coming through on a horse and buggy.
1: She's doing the most. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I remember actively looking for that Little Kim mixtape, which I never found, but <laughs> I found, you know, I have a couple songs from it, but... I live. I
0: live. Now, you left the Air Force, moved to Manhattan. Did you become a DJ
1: right away? Uh, I kind of not really... Um. No, when I I moved into the city, I went to school for audio engineering and because I wanted to work in a recording studio, which I did, I worked right after school. It was only like a nine month program. I went into like, um, school, I'm sorry. I went to a recording studio and I worked there for 10 years and that's, I kind of taught myself how to DJ just on the side. Mm -hmm. I started getting gigs here and there, like, you know, birthday parties, you know, a corporate gig. And that's kind of how I started. That's amazing. So you weren't like- um,
0: It was a side hustle. It was a side hustle, but you weren't like, I don't know, me and said, I'm gonna sing. And then decided, oh no, never mind, That's too much. I'm just gonna play music. (laughs) (laughs) It's too much work. It's too much. You just wanted to do the DJ part because you're an amazing DJ.
1: I just wanted to work in a music business period. I didn't know where or how I would. So, when I went to school for audio engineering, like just a recording studio job opened up for me, fell in my lap. And I ended up being there for 10 years, you know? And that really, that really, uh, I guess, inspired me, started me down my path. Now, where was the first place you DJ'd that wasn't a birthday party? It was called um, a real bar, like a gay bar, it was called Secret. Our Secret Lounge or something. Okay. I don't even know if it's there anymore. And how did it... Nothing's in there in Manhattan. I mean, Evolve, right. is, Evolve is still there. Somehow. It closed. It closed? Right after the pandemic.
0: I was about to say the last time I looked, because I, I had checked out... Because I was about to go to New York right before the pandemic hit. And I was trying to look at places that I used to go to, and Evolve was still there. And I was like, oh my god, I need to go to my first place.
1: Your old stomping ground.
0: (laughs) Oh my, I, I wanted to see what was happening there. I knew it went from a seedy drag bar
1: to a seedy strip club. Yeah, well, they had like stripper parties. I wouldn't call it an official strip club, but <laughs> they started okay. it before I left that uh, bar.
0: Oh my gosh, it makes me sad. Um, so you were you went to Secret,
1: and I how did you get like in public, in front of people? You know, yeah. And how did you get to be
0: the DJ Paul Leisure? You yeah. are because you are, you are the DJ Paul Leisure. I remember. All the drag queens knew who you were.
1: All of them. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm so, like, humble about it. Like, I don't, it's weird for me. Sherry Vine,
0: Peppermint, Logan. They, they uh,
1: busted. I worked with with all of them at at a time or two, you know? Because I also managed in bars as well. But I mean, I was DJing like, this is the early 2000s. I started DJing. And then um, I just started picking up, I was still working at a recording studio and I started picking up little gigs here and there. And then I, it was like practice for me. And I just got, eventually, when that recording studio closed down, I went to work at Evolve Bar. Like I just completely changed my career. It was like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm gonna go work in a bar, in a gay bar. And I, I I went there and I got a DJing gig, and they liked me and they said, "Can you come back tomorrow?" And I said, "Sure." And then next thing I know, I'm working there full time, DJ. And then I learned how to bartend and I was cocktail waiting and bar backing and basically doing everything. No, you did all that. I did all that. Yeah. <clears throat> so you
0: went from being a masculine man man in the Air Force to just
1: fully involved at the gay bar you did everything yeah because i mean i was like a club kid too like (laughs) in my 20s i mean i was at the roxy every saturday dancing doing wow ecstasy
0: (laughs) all leisure
1: i had no idea
0: well i i want to ask you this then because i have i have some friends here because i do a show in new orleans at oz uh 800 bourbon street come see us every thursday um i have some friends here who they're trying to get in to do djing and i say okay that's fine but they, they're like the only job they're offering me is like security or bar back and i'm like get in how you fit in like just get in that's all okay. you need <laughs> could you give people
1: like that some advice yeah no i think that is the right advice i think you just take whatever job you can get to get your foot in the door and then people will hire from within once they they get to know you and they like you then you say well i have this other skill set you know i can also dj and then try it out say volunteer you know when i first started bartending i was just djing at evolve bar and um I wanted to bartend to make more money, but I didn't know how to bartend. I didn't know vodka from gin because I don't drink. I've never been a big drinker. Um, So I went, I would come in on my days off and just follow the bartender around and he would teach me. And eventually they gave me a shift and I did pretty good. So I became a bartender. And you made that money. I started making tons of money. It was great, (laughs) but that's how you do it. I had to work a lot for free in order to get that good paying job that I really wanted. Okay, okay,
0: okay. This is when I show my age, because these kids today, these kids today, I did not, I did unpaid internships. I did, the, they don't believe in unpaid internship. They don't believe in doing, and maybe that's, that's past my, that's above my pay grade. That's above my head. But I get in where I fit in, I will do stuff for free to get money later.
1: Yes, yeah, it's an investment in your future. You invest the time, then you will. the money will come later. Listen to us kids,
0: we both are doing things. Look, we're on the internet talking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's fine if you don't believe in unpaid internships, that's, you know, do you, but don't sit there and also complain that you don't have the job that you want. You know what I mean? Exactly. (laughs) And have it both ways.
0: Okay. Now I want to talk about you in New York's drag and gay scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know because you have all the stories in the vault.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I
0: have you do. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. were sober through the whole thing, so
1: you know. <laughs> Somewhat. I do smoke a lot of weed, but... <laughs> but I kn- but not while I'm working.
0: No, no. So After- I, I used to party with you, Paul Leisure. Uh-huh. And I remember, not much, but I remember <laughs> that if, if we ever had a question about what the fuck happened, here? why do I have money stuffed in my underpants? What... what Why does my arm hurt? What is happening? (laughs) What
1: is this gash on my forehead?
0: (laughs) Why am I wearing a drag queen's t-shirt? What happened? Mm -hmm. Everybody knew to go to Paul Leisure first, because Paul (laughs) Leisure had all the stories. Paul Leisure sat there with his Diet Coke and his straw just stirring
1: and watching. So, Paul Leisure. That was back in the day. And I'm I'm not trying to be a big gossip like that anymore. (laughs) I really had that in my old age. (laughs) But Paul Leisure, Paul Leisure,
0: when you were, can we just go back in time? Like, (laughs) we're going back in time. Yes, yes. Right? Uh Uh-huh. Paul, without naming names, Hmm? no names. Mm Mm-hmm. What is the messiest thing you have seen in nightlife? Not, doesn't have to be a drag queen. Doesn't have to be oh, anybody.
1: No. no, hands down, it would be the customers. The customers are who gets messy. <laughs> not what the is the me- <laughs> not What's the mess? the messiest thing? thing? I mean, people just passing out like in the middle of the floor. Oh gosh, one time this girl, um, She come walking up to the bar and was like, can I order a Just threw up all over the bar. (laughs) Went over onto the bartender and into the ice. the ice, And we were like, what? Get out of here, girl. (laughs) I saw one guy passed out um, when I worked at therapy. He was like, passed out on the floor with his pants down around his ankles, just laying on the floor. (laughs) This was at therapy? Yes, like on a. Friday this was not Friday. at This wasn't at the cock. <laughs> I would imagine I would be at the cock. I mean, I don't understand how someone gets in this kind of position where they're just laying on the floor <laughs> when they're. <laughs> but I mean, you got to pick them up and carry them out. Okay. Um, what's of- the What's the craziest thing
0: you've seen a drag queen do?
1: um no names no names i mean i'm trying to think nothing is coming to mind i don't know what you mean by crazy (laughs) i mean the most diva the
0: most out of pocket the most what bitch that's what you're doing
1: today (laughs) um mm, no i don't i don't really know (laughs) i don't have nothing bad to say about none of the queens
0: I know. Well, I know. Look at this, this, and this is how Paul Leisure has kept his job for centuries and decades. He has nothing bad to say about anybody.
1: No, I. I I mean, I honestly try not to, because I think if you talk bad about people, then they will talk bad about you.
0: No one has anything bad to say about you, Paul Leisure.
1: because I don't talk bad about people. (laughs) (laughs) That works. Uh, (laughs) I still haven't learned. Is the energy you get back. I haven't learned that lesson. Two divorces in. <laughs> I can tell you fun stories, but I, I'm not going to tell like <laughs> messy stories. Tell me the funnest thing you've ever,
0: the funnest time thing you've ever experienced with a queen.
1: It has to be with Peppermint. I mean, RuPaul Drag Race runner-up Peppermint. Yes, the legend, the icon, the moment. <laughs> Who I hope. I hope she never goes on All Stars because I don't think she needs it. I
0: think that she is the most talented, mm-hmm. um, and
1: I thought she was robbed, but that's just me. You know, I think Sasha won that the minute she pulled the hair off and the the flowers came out, the rose petals. <laughs> that wasn't even like the same, you know, uh, lip sync. But it was like, oh, she already won just by that. Yeah, but it was it was okay. There was nothing any, any of the girls could do to top that sure, whatever.
0: <laughs> I saw my girl have two wig changes in a, uh, a costume change in one song okay.
1: All together. <laughs> she sure did. Peppermint. Uh, no, I loved uh, when she was on drag race, you know, I was her assistant um, for probably about nine months, I guess. And while she was like touring with the drag race girls, and we went to like all the big gay bars and like, I'm a, we went to almost every state in the country. We went to a couple of different countries overseas, like Ireland, um, Latvia, <laughs> We're all kinds of places. I mean, the best place we went was India in 2019. It was right before the pandemic. I had already stopped being her full-time assistant, but I went on this one trip with her. Um, and it was just like life-changingly amazing. And, I don't know. Now how did you get to be her assistant? Um well I knew her from when I, I used to manage Therapy Bar. Um but my time there came to an end <laughs> and uh, uh Unlucky it, for them. Yeah, but lucky for me, that was around the same time that she was she got on Drag Race. So she was like, "Oh, you're newly out of a job and I need an assistant, so let's do it." So that was <laughs> it. Well, I I know Miss Peppermint, and she's always been that kind
0: of person. She's one of the nicest queens I've ever met in in my life. Uh, does that carry over to her being an employer?
1: Yes. No, I mean, that's not a front. Like, she really is, like, a super nice person. Um, Which I think is why she gets what she gets.
0: I I find that a lot of the queens that are just nice in general... hmm have the careers jinx i found is just nice in general right. and she's on broadway killing it peppermint was on broadway killing it i remember i when i got a diagnosis i didn't know i have no idea why i was on a bunch of pills and i called peppermint and pepper was like she was like backstage at broadway and she was like what daniel i'm about to go on stage and i was like i was like I just got tiny notes for this thing. And she was like, oh my God, I dedicate this performance to you. I love you. I'll call you later. I'm about to go on stage. Love you. Bye. (laughs) And she did. And I, so I give her nothing but the utmost of respect. Who else could you say out of the drag queens that you've worked with are in that caliber of just polite, nice, fun?
1: Well, I know the the queens that work with me. I love Jasmine Rice LaBeja. She's one of my mm-hmm. best friends right now. Um, Marty Go Cummings. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Paige Turner was always really nice to me. Mm-hmm. She's one of the first queens I ever worked with. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just a ton. I'm leaving so many people out. But like, you know, there's a ton of queens that I just get along with. Who are the queens that haven't
0: made it to Drag Race that you think deserve? Oh, definitely. Uh, the attention.
1: Definitely. I would say my top three would be Jasmine Rice, LaBeija, Marty Gold Cummings, and probably Bootsy LaFerris.
0: Bootsy think, LaFerris, love Bootsy.
1: I think all three of them would do great on the show. I think they would be great TV, any of them. Um. OK, now mm-hmm. I want to
0: ask, because you are a DJ. Yes. Some random music questions.
1: Oh, sure. My favorite.
0: Beyonce not winning the Grammy for album of the year was it was
1: she robbed um probably kinda maybe like I mean all right I like to look at things from both sides obviously I was rooting for Beyonce I wanted her to win I said if Bad Bunny gets it I would be okay with that um, but I hadn't. I couldn't name three Harry Styles songs <laughs> at the time. You know, I went back and I listened to the album. It is pretty good, but I don't know if it's better than Beyonce's. <laughs> I listened to Beyonce's, I mean, everybody listened to Beyonce's album, but she also, on the flip side, she also has a ton of Grammys already. Does she really need another one? <laughs> she never won album of the year. True, true, and she did deserve it like at least twice already. For Lemonade, I thought she deserved it. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe even the um pink album, the black one with the pink lettering, self-titled. Beyonce. Oh yeah. Drunken Love, that album. That I one I did too. like that album.
0: That a great um, album. why speaking of pink, why don't you think she has more cred, street cred, music cred?
1: Why is she an underdog every time? I think pink is an Amazing singer, a great performer, but her music sounds kind of dated sometimes. I think, I... <laughs> unpopular opinion. When I listen to her old stuff, it just sounds like I don't, I don't know, like Avril Lavigne-ish. You know, like. Oh no! Stuff. You did not compare Pink to Avril Lavigne. I, I mean that by like you know it was like of a time and it was very like girl I'm a I'm a girl and I'm in rock and pop and a I don't know I also think Pink says the f word in her songs too much. <laughs> I know her we age podcast. Her, her age her age is showing her age is showing she said she says no. fuck too many times. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind if people say fuck in their songs, but like, I feel like Pink says it too much. Like she'll just insert it just to put it in. And I'm like, Pink, did you really need that? How are you going to get this on the radio? (laughs) Here we go. You have you
0: have money for two tickets, but there's five acts in Vegas and you could only see two of them. Right. Mm -hmm. Pick your two.
1: Mm. And I'm not going to include Mariah because I know you're a lamb. I'm a huge lamb. I love (laughs) Mariah. I want that on record. (laughs) So we have Jennifer Lopez. Uh Uh-huh. Adele. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Shania Twain. Brittany hmm Britney Spears.
1: Okay. And Shakira. I would definitely see Britney because I've never seen her live before, which is a crime. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. (laughs) <laughs> um, uh, maybe J-Lo because I like a good performance so you would love a lip sync show yeah <laughs> you work with drag queens and you said I'll take a lip sync And I feel like J-Lo would perform you know like, like Brittany I like to watch some performance if I want to see somebody sing I'll go see Mariah
0: <laughs> okay Adele overrated
1: underrated or rated just fine I'm conflicted on that. I think she's an amazing singer, but I didn't like that last album. Hated it. Hated it. Hated oh, it. Thought, I thought she lost her weight and lost her talent. <laughs> I mean, the vocals sound great, but the lyrics were just. Um, she needs better. She's not a songwriter. I don't know about that. No, her first, her two albums before that, she wrote and they were. Did great. she? Or did her producers help? <laughs> I don't like when people say that. Hell, you know.
0: <laughs> I'm just asking. What about Beyonce. I know Beyonce didn't write her stuff. I know. I've heard. I heard a song called. She sang a song called "Smash Into You," and I heard the original version "Smack Into You." She turned a K into an H and said, "I'm a writer,"
1: <laughs> and that's fine. Do you? Um. I do think Adele is a writer, but that's just, that's me.
0: (laughs) I think more people need to, I think more people need to, Whitney Houston. I sing, you do the rest.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh You know, when Kelly Clarkson started out, she said that too. Like she'll let other people write the songs, but now she writes them. Well, now she, she does daytime television. (laughs) (laughs) My top three singers of all time is Mariah, number one, obviously. Did Dolly and Kelly Clarkson. Dolly Parton is on your top vocalist? I love Dolly so much. (laughs) Not even Celine? No, I mean, that's what's right for me. Like, those are the people who write songs that I relate to. Okay. Can I ask you your opinion
0: on, because I was working at the gay bar during the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. and we did not watch any of the sport. We stopped for the Rihanna concert. Mm-hmm. What
1: did you think of Rihanna's performance? It got, it's very polarizing. <laughs> I, I thought it was okay. I mean, it was, I we didn't get the dancing and stuff that we got with Beyonce and JLo, but. She's never been a dancer. She's never been a dancer, exactly. Um, she's never been a vocalist. She's been Rihanna. You know, I thought the music was great. I mean, she has a lot of hits, like good hits that still bump in the club today. Hyundai Replay. Unlike Pink, her music is not dated. <laughs> I can still play an old Rihanna song from 10 years ago, and it sounds fresh. I literally just
0: played the Pond replay over the weekend, and people went nuts over it.
1: Yes. Um, I'll try to play okay. So What by Pink and see what happens. Lord Jesus. <laughs> Paul Leisure is coming after Pink. Um... <laughs> don't get me wrong i do like pink she's a great singer and she's a great performer she's no avril Lavigne. i actually, actually I do really like trust fall the song that's a good i thing. love that song that's a good song but the well, one that's she... that, not never not gonna dance again. oh girl well <laughs> that's why they, they rushed about. out trust fall that's why they yeah. rushed out trust fall. they rushed <laughs> that out they rushed out real quick it was like soccer mom music
0: <laughs> um And one last music question before I get to, two last music questions before I get to our last segment. Okay. How good, if the pandemic did not happen, how big would that Pussycat Doll reintroduction have been with their, when the Pussycat Dolls got back together? Well, they came out with React, right? Yes. And then they were supposed to have an album and a tour and it all got canceled
1: because of the pandemic. Is that why? I, w- I don't even pay attention to them. <laughs> well, that answers that question. I mean, Nicole Scherzinger. I know, but they only have like four hit songs, as far as I know.
0: <laughs> Nicole Scherzinger said uh, during the pandemic, she sat there and she looked back at her life like we all did and said, I don't need to share this money with these bitches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably just like that, actually. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> Um,
0: and my last question about music, I would like, and I know this is gonna be a struggle for you, uh-huh. struggle bus, a struggle bus question.
1: Oh my gosh! Okay. Your three favorite Mariah songs. I mean, you should have given me heads up on this one because I had to comb through the archives. <laughs> oh, the no, top- I got it. Never mind. I got it. I got it. Um, if I was talking to someone who's not a lamb. My favorite song is "Fantasy." If I'm talking to someone who is a lamb, I would say my favorite song is "Slipping Away," which is the B-side to "Always Be My Baby," also on the Rare Tooth album. Uh, and number three, uh, I gotta think about that for a minute. I only, I only think of my top two. All the time. Okay, okay, top two is good. Top two is good. That's, top two is yeah. good. I,
0: I'll, I'll give you my top three because I'm not a lamb
1: okay okay
0: i still believe it was the first song i ever heard mariah carey sing and i was like
1: who is this woman wait in 1999 that was like the end of her decade of reigning that is the first ever song i've ever heard mariah carey sing <laughs> in my
0: whole okay. entire life okay all right and then i watched her go on trl and do the lollipops and everything else oh. um I so i i still believe
1: uh-huh
0: uh-huh petals from the rainbow album not
1: (laughs) petals oh my gosh okay okay because i miss you valentine i love that song not a bad song but i've never heard it be a favorite but okay to each it was my favorite it was my favorite because i liked the interlude before and then I like how it flowed
0: in and I, I cried. It made me cry every time.
1: Mariah's a genius. She's got a song for all peoples, so.
0: And then my third favorite is a cover. Mm-hmm. I love her cover of Bringing On The Heartbreak. So I guess there, I have two covers. I I still believe in Bringing On The Heartbreak. Those are my two two covers that I love. OK, all right. I don't like it when she does that that head whistle thing. I hate that. Do you? That's kind of like her shtick. <laughs> I know, and and of course I love her Christmas song, but I think it
1: gets played out. Yeah, I, I feel like that's in its own category. I don't really include that, usually. Although yeah, because... Number three might be Sleigh Ride by Mariah. <laughs> I love her, her Sleigh Ride. Her most <laughs>
0: underrated Christmas song. She is the queen of Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Don't now, Paul Leisure gets mad. <laughs> well, Paul Leisure, I love to end these interviews with a quick Housewives. You're a
1: Housewives fan. Uh yes, yes. I'll tell you which franchises I watch is um New York in its heyday mm-hmm.
0: Uh
1: New York <laughs> New York, New Jersey, Atlanta, Beverly Hills, and Salt Lake City. Oh, and Potomac. Always Potomac. But I'm I'm a new Potomac fan though. I only started watching like the last two or three seasons. Now I know that you only could watch I and I don't know if this is still true, but at a time, mm. two Housewives franchise at a time. At a time. I can't do more than that. It's too much. <laughs> they only you at a time now, right? Yes, they
0: only do they they heard you. They heard you. They know Andy okay. Cohen Andy Cohen heard you when you were at therapy. And he said <laughs> Two at a time.
1: Yes, just two at a time. No because
0: word, did Andy Cohen did go to therapy a lot, I do remember, I believe.
1: Uh I've never seen him there. But he I mean, maybe. I don't know.
0: I remember he used to be in that little circle booth by the stage. Making out with Twinks. Allegedly.
1: <laughs> Sounds about right. I can neither confirm or deny. Allegedly. All <laughs> alleged. Um so, your top three franchises right now? Uh, right now, I'm not happy with any of them right now at the moment. Paul, I mean, you're mad at them? I, I wouldn't say I'm mad at them, but there's nothing like, okay, like uh, Beverly Hills, when Erica Jane's troubles first started like two or three seasons ago, that was the great season. And then season two of Salt Lake City, when <laughs> Jin Shaw was in trouble, that was. Probably the best season of any franchise. So you're looking for true crime. You want true crime mixed in with your housewives. I guess I am. But... <laughs> no, I'm not a true crime kind of person, but with my housewives, it does um, sweeten the pot a little bit when the cops are chasing them.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, what do you think of Garcelle
1: Beauvais on Beverly Hills? I love her. I When she first came on, I thought she was really boring. But I think over time, she's grown to become my favorite.
0: Is it because she's a secret potster?
1: <laughs> I don't I don't know. I just feel like um, she seems like a cool person to hang out with in real life. That's how I... Think. What do you, are you watching Jersey right now? Yes, I'm one episode behind. What do you
0: think of... Because they said this is the Melissa and Joe Gorger takedown season. Are they being taken down or Teresa... They're they're trying to take down Melissa and Joe. I mean,
1: okay, you know my biggest problem Whose team are you on? Who? Teresa or Melissa? Yes. Teresa is delusional. (laughs) And she never admits when she's wrong. That bothers me. I think Teresa should retire. She's married to Louie now. Yeah. She said
0: when her youngest daughter goes to college, she's moving to California to go be with Dina
1: teresa was great the first couple seasons but the last few seasons i've just been like over her okay she's she brings negative energy to the show you know giselle or candace um wait uh, potomac I, guess, I know i know it's potomac <laughs> i like don't really like either one of them a lot i guess i like candace more this season but i didn't really like her last season That's a good redemption season, though, isn't it? This is a good redemption. I'm kind of new to Potomac, so I'm, you know, I'm still feeling them out. I will say that Ashley Darby is probably the prettiest girl I've ever seen in my life. Excuse me, excuse me.
0: I'm (laughs) gonna let you have your opinion, but I'm not gonna let you slander the name of Miss Cynthia Bailey, who is the most
1: gorgeous housewife of all time. Okay. Okay. Cynthia is gorgeous. Yeah. But there's a lot of pretty housewives. I just know. None of them are
0: Cynthia Bailey, the most gorgeous housewife (laughs) of all time. Yeah. 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 Cynthia Bailey gives you, she could do hair, body, face,
1: cheek. Right. And she's back for a new season. I would just say if Ashley Darby were a male, she would be my type. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, I want to ask you about Drew Sedora. Oh, yeah. We just heard the news, right? News broke this week. Ralph filed for a divorce. Hmm. Now, I haven't read all the articles, but I heard that she beat him to it by like an hour and she filed. Is that true? He filed. He filed. Oh, okay, okay. Because Drew Sedora, to me,
0: Drew Sedora's talent in being a housewife is embarrassing herself every single week for us.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does embarrass herself a lot.
0: And I'm 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 sad that her husband because I think she should have filed. this is like Michael Darby filing for divorce from Ashley Uh or or Kenya's ex-husband filing for divorce. Mark Daly filing for divorce like these awful men. You don't let them beat you to the punch. No, bitch come on <laughs> this is like joe filing divorce from teresa no bitch you file first
1: um i think they'll both be better off divorced to be honest they don't seem like they're happy together i i think they hate each other i mean the whole purpose in life is to be happy i i think so if you're not happy in your relationship you should split up so i think they should She's um obviously not happy being married to her who is the queen of atlanta Kenya or Candy? That's difficult. Um, Candy is one of my favorite housewives of all Mm -hmm. time. I would say Countess and uh, uh, Candy. Countess and Candy are my two favorites ever. Mm, So I guess I have to give it to Candy, but I do love me some Kenya. (laughs) It, It just wouldn't, Atlanta wouldn't be right without Kenya. That one
0: season that they had without Kenya after she came back was a mess. It was a mess. Yeah. You got to have... Uh, okay. How can Heather Gay fix her image after this past season <laughs> of Salt Lake City?
1: You know How could she fix her eye and her image? First of all, she should have told us what happened about the eye. Drag you think Jen Shaw it. did it? I mean, probably. Or maybe she had like a hookup come over and it got too rough and she didn't want to stay. Who knows? But... So you don't
0: buy her story? You don't buy the story that I got too drunk. I don't remember. You don't buy that. That's a lie.
1: Well, she flip-flopped so many times. She's like, I do remember. No, I don't remember. I do remember. Like, girl, just be honest. She wasn't honest about it. It didn't feel real. It just, it was more annoying than exciting, you know? But... How could you fix her image? That's the magic of housewives, though. Like, because they, we hate them one season and they come back the next and have a redemption season. So look at Candace. Look at Candace. Yeah.
0: Um. Could Beverly Hills survive without Lisa Rinna? Uh,
1: barely. We'll see, I guess. But, you know, we always say that anytime one of the queens, the queens of a franchise topples. <laughs> we always Will know- you... It'll never happen without them, but it does. I will miss her, though. I love Lisa Rinna. I love Lisa Rinna, too. I don't think that there has been a... I
0: think that... See, here's when I fell in love with Lisa Rinna. Mm-hmm. When her tagline was, in the game of life, Renna takes all. And that was the season <laughs> that Lisa Vanderpump didn't show up for the reunion because of Lisa Renna. She had a thesis statement and she...
1: She came through on her thesis statement. Rita took all. I mean, Lisa had so many great moments, um, but I. I mean, she ran off Kim Vanderpump. She <laughs> did not run them off. That's so hilarious. She did. She did. Um, no, but my favorite Lisa Rina moment is when she's talking to Denise, and she's like, "Oh, you're so angry." I mean, for me, that that is forever her would I ever remember about her <laughs> love she knew love. how to start the shit you know she knew how to stir the pot um do you miss Vicky Gumbleson? I was never a big Orange County fan. I never watched Orange County I only watched one season of it and it was the season that Vicky was not on so, so you didn't miss her you were done I didn't even miss her <laughs> no I mean I know who Vicky is I've seen plenty of clips but I don't watch Orange County. Two more
0: questions about Housewives. Where? If Andy Cohen retires, who do you think should host the reunions?
1: Maybe Nicki Minaj. She did a good job. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Or maybe some. I don't know. RuPaul? I I don't know. I don't know who could replace Andy because you got to have somebody. It can't be RuPaul. I'm just joking. But it has to be somebody who is like um invested in it so oh you know who um there's that girl she was an actress on a tv show and now she does a podcast about it she's always gonna watch what happens she was on um happy casey wilson wilson what's her name casey rose wilson yes casey wilson she might be she does she does bitch sesh with Daniel Schneider. Yes, yes, that that. Yes, maybe her. I don't know because Katie and Danielle hosting the reunion. They're gonna be biased though. Wh- they might be biased. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, Andy's not allowed gonna- to be biased. <laughs> I don't oh, no, know. Who he is. is. I actually don't know who would take Andy's place. I think Andy's biased. I think he hates Teresa ever since she pushed him on that chair. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He probably loves that because that's that's ratings. That's, okay. Last question for you. Sidebar: I think he he is annoyed by Teresa because she always says she doesn't watch the show, and he's always, um, he's always asking her, "Did you watch the show?" Every time she does not watch what happens, and she says, "No." You know yeah, that's that's his <laughs> fault. That's his fault. She he knows she don't watch that damn show.
0: <laughs> Last question for you, Pauliezer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Where are you gonna take me when I come to see you in Manhattan, finally? What's the new restaurant that I, sh- that we should go to?
1: Mmm. If it's still there. <laughs> could be gone tomorrow. I don't know. I don't leave my house, Daniel, <laughs> except to go to work. <laughs> it's just I, like uh, We'll find something to do. You know, um, I, I will tell you, I just went to, um. there's a Golden Girls exhibit and me and my friends went. I'm a huge Golden Girls fan. <laughs> so there's like- Could a- you rank the Golden Girls? I can. Do um, it. Well, my favorite is Blanche. And then I would say Rose, Sophia, Dorothy. But I love I them all that- so much. But yeah, that would be my ranking.
0: Um, Golden Girls or Mariah Carey. They're both alive. You could only see one live. What Oh. Are you- <laughs> Are you going to see Mariah Whistletone or are you going to go see the
1: Golden Girls shade each other? Wow, Daniel. I'm I'm hanging up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would have to go see my girl Mariah. I've seen Mariah so many times. I mean, like 50 times. Uh, So many. (laughs) I've never seen Golden Girls live because they've been dead so long. I mean... Let's go see Zombie Golden Girls. (laughs) Yes, I say let's do you know what? That's what we're gonna do when I
0: come to New York in about a month. Uh Uh-huh. We're gonna go see see zombie golden girls (laughs) we'll have a seance and we'll like raise
1: them from the dead
0: (laughs) we'll do it at my airbnb i'm not going to stay there forever and we don't want them in your house forever so we'll do it at the airbnb and that could be their problem
1: you know in my kitchen i have blanche's wallpaper on one of my walls
0: (laughs) shut up you would never make it into the military now Oh, my God, that's gorgeous. And you have the Golden Girls Prince, <laughs> the 80s Prince.
1: Yes, yes.
0: I live for this. Paul, oh, thank
1: you so much for doing this. That was short. I thought we were going to talk longer. Daniel, we can. We have to do part two one day. We There's will so do part two. <laughs> we
0: will do part two one day. It's going to be amazing. You might be my end of the year uh, interview. because this was so much fun and also i just like to keep keep with you paul leisure
1: no i like to i like to talk to you too it's you're this is
0: just he's just my friend i love my friend paul leisure (laughs) well ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in i hope you had a great time and until next time everybody have a great day and a good night